It's always a pleasure to say good morning to Tim Hudak. He's the former leader of Ontario's Conservatives, now at the Ontario Real Estate Association, and of course with us right here on News Talk 1010. Good morning, sir. Good morning, John Moore. All right, so let's take them one at a time. Uh, Mark Saunders is definitely in. Matt Lowe has confirmed to us he's also in. So your thoughts on the former chief of police running, and in particular on a law and order agenda, and it's kind of, well, does that mean you weren't necessarily doing your full job when you were chief of police? <laughs> I, uh, but, but look, I mean, we just uh, the shooting at the Fairview Mall, uh, crime is and should be a major issue in the campaign. Uh, and a former police chief is going to have a heck of a lot of credentials in putting that in the front window and being taken seriously on the topic. Look, look, look number one, I, I'm, I'm sorry we're in this to begin with. I, I, I like Mayor Tory. I thought he was doing a hell of a job uh, as mayor, uh, that despite uh, the choice uh, he made, was the right guy for the job. Uh, but nonetheless, this is going to be an exciting race. And, and it is a packed field, right, which is going to be great, make great radio, make great following. And I think first you're going to be in a position now where you're going to see what I would call the Cold War. So candidates saying they're going to run, trying to position, attracting talent. And when I talk to a lot of uh, you know colleagues who are in the politics business from right to left, it is amazing the talent that some of these candidates uh, are attracting from uh, provincial and national circles on top of you know what, what people know their way around City Hall. But then I think we go through a, a fundraising primary after that. So you have to register. Uh, you can't register until, what, is it uh, April the 3rd, 3rd think, register? Yeah, yeah. And May 12th you have before you can uh, drop out. So there's going to be a bit of a, a fundraising primary there. I think you need probably $1 to $2 million to run a serious campaign, probably more towards the $2 million. But but that's quite doable because this this is such a high profile race and is impactful for cities across the province that you're going to see just like political talent coming to the race you can make donations from outside of the city of Toronto as well you know get the rebate but can donate so a lot of money will fill that race and then I think near that end of that period you're going to see a lot of pressure for candidates to drop out and the center right is very crowded I actually think this race is looking quite good for Josh Matlow right now because really it's for serious candidates it's himself and Gil Penalosa on the left and a bit of pressure for Penalosa to drop out and I'll predict on the John Moore more in the morning that he will and a very crowded center right field right now Okay. And uh, Saunders is going to be here at 7.05, Matt Lowe at 8.05. Any quick thoughts on, I mean, I don't want to give him the short shrift, but I just, he's not as heavy uh, a hitter um, as he gets into the race. But Anthony Fury from the Toronto Sun declared this morning he's running. Yeah, I'm sorry to see that. I like Anthony Nolan for a long time. I, I, I know people will get into races to drive certain issues, but man, we've got candidates here with, with talent, experience, and come from all aspects of the spectrum. So, so I don't think that, we'll see how Anthony says, but I, not compelling for me. But, I mean, serious candidates, Chief Mark Saunders, Anna Balau for sure, uh, Brad Bradford likely in the race, Josh Matlow, Stephen Holiday, Davis and Mamaliti sort of his second tier. I bet Mitzi Hunter will not run. You've got to give up your provincial seat, and that's a pretty nice seat to have. But that is an array of talent. I just think it is too crowded right now in the center right, and somebody's got to drop out. Otherwise, you get Mayor Matlow. So, uh, there is a motion proposed by by the federal conservatives before parliament today to call an inquiry on foreign election interference and the liberals are toying with the idea of making it a confidence motion which i guess would corner the ndp 
My guess is it won't get to that, and I'll tell you why. Um, you know, some of my most enjoyable time when I was in the legislature here in Ontario for 21 years it was when we were in the minority government. I was leader of the official opposition, the PC party at that point in time, and there was a lot of drama because you had to have a coalition or support from either the New Democrats or the Conservatives to get things done. And that kept you on your seat, kept you at the top of your game, and, and, and caused some interesting compromises to happen. Typically, you know, you can get a motion passed in the House that would put pressure on the government to do something like a further inquiry on election interference. You can embarrass the government to action, but you cannot compel. What the Conservatives done here is very clever, where they can actually order a committee. This is a House Committee of Access to Information, Privacy, and Ethics to do an investigation. They've got a sort of who's who as well that will be called to testify before that committee, including key staff and ministers. Um, I think what's going to happen, though, the Liberals won't want that to happen. I don't think they'll have to go to a confidence motion to spook the NDP to support them. Uh, I think the NDP is already showing ways that they'll find uh, to wiggle off the hook in voting in favor of this. For example, a tactic they use, John, is they put forward their own motion that does a similar thing, except it's not just targeted at China, it's more broad. They've raised concerns that the Conservatives are trying to just sort of muckrake as opposed to get to the bottom of it. I think ultimately Jugbeat Singh will decide not to support the motion, and Trudeau will not have to do the confidence motion. You can only play that card so often, John. I don't think it'll get to that. Okay, Tim Hudecki used to have a job where Americans were crossing into Canada. What do you make of an American driver who thought that our speed limit was in miles per hour, so he was caught blasting through uh, an area doing, I think, 85 miles an hour. Uh, entirely plausible. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I think he's, he's guilty and he made this up, which was interesting. He certainly got his 15 minutes claim, but it is plausible for this mistake. I'll tell you why. I worked at the border for a number of years, and I would every summer, John, July, August, have some Americans coming up with skis on the top of their car <laughs> asking me how much further they had to drive into Canada to get to the snow. I would regularly have people saying they're looking for an audience with the queen. So how much further till they found where her castle was? And on our stop signs, they would ask me, who is Arette? Because the stop signs of the border were both French and English. Entirely plausible. He got this wrong. The bonus points here, by the way, coming from Niagara. So he's speeding down Highway 420. That's coming across the bridge at Niagara Falls, heading towards the QEW. And he went past the OPP station. He was actually caught less than two minutes from a major OPP headquarters. So he's going so fast that he blew by the cop shop. <laughs> no surprise. He got caught. Uh, what do you make of this member of the Ottawa Health Board who received a letter saying you really shouldn't be on the health board because you're overweight? I mean, I guess we could just write it down to some people are horrible and rude. Um, but, you know, these days, this sort of stuff happens all the time. Uh, it, it does. And I certainly had my share of, uh, of uh, hate to messages and, and uh, through social media. Man, there is even an account for my dog who was attacking me on social back in the day. But this is particularly despicable, I think. Uh, th this is a woman who is eminently qualified for this position. She is a community member. She's not a politician on that board, but was appointed for her talent and experience and to go after because she's what I think they set the bar at 20 pounds overweight. Uh, this is a despicable individual that would use that kind of tactic. There's a name, Elizabeth Darwin, attached to the note. I don't think that's the real name. But I bet they can track this down. There's got to be a limited universe of people 
who follow the public health board that closely, who they know who the, the public appointed members are and, and what they look like. I bet it's some group that actually shows up to these things it's attracted to the to the nanny state and telling us all we should look and feel and how much we can eat drink or smoke um i, I did i'll say see a phenomenon like this when i was in provincial politics I, we had members of our caucus who would smoke simply because they didn't want the duty of being health minister which is a very demanding <laughs> job there was a mini scandal john in the agricultural community when the agriculture minister would eat fish when she went to the pork or the beef dinners because she was a what a pescatarian only that caused a lot of whispers about that but at the end of the day sad individual and i might i have to make a little prediction ottawa is their second biggest city it's kind of a small town i bet they figured out who it is and speaking of ottawa 24 sussex nobody is inside that house anymore and yet they're still racking up uh, like six thousand dollars a month on utilities yeah i mean um first i used to do my share of of foi's freedom of information requested so you know get information on on the government pretty clever somebody thought about doing that for the the bills at 24 sussex i don't know if they're trying to show if it's just an old house with high bills or they're suspicious that people are actually using it despite the prime minister saying it's been abandoned until repairs 8k is a pretty hefty bill five thousand dollars in in hydro three thousand dollars in gas and 600 bucks in in water so that's got to be electric heat behind that I, I don't think people are still using it. i just think that's just too easy to get caught out and and people would catch you going in they do have a pool there yeah i don't know if they're keeping the pool i don't know if part of the deal to vote against a conservative motion on the chinese interference for jugmeet singh is a dip in the pool from time to time that you know trudeau senior had built in there i i just got to speak an old an old house full of, of drafts and leaky windows and it's got to be hydro heat uh, that's the only explanation i can think of that's that's probably serious for why the bills can be that high at 24 sussex thank you sir nice to have you have a great day tim hudak the former leader of ontario's conservatives and um yeah it's a rickety drafty wretched old house but we did hear from somebody who knows about pipes and heating and stuff like that and they insisted you got to keep a house at about 15 degrees in order not to pop the pipes